Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Blank Canvas, the arts and education podcast from Lester B. Pearson School Board. This is Frank Caracciolo, artist and arts consultant for Lester B. Pearson School Board. Please join us as we speak with people making a difference in the arts and education community. On today's program, we sit down with Nancy Batay. Nancy's a longtime colleague with me at the Educational Service Department. Nancy and I have been collaborating over the years, and we have some new collaborations coming up this year, and she's going to be speaking about some of those on today's program. She's here. Let's get started. Hi, I'm with Nancy. Hi, Nancy. How are you today? Hi, Frank. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm so happy that you came back on the program, and I'm excited uh, to hear about what we're going to be doing this year. So can you um, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your career here at Lester B. Pearson School Board? Sure. I work for Educational Services. I'm a pedagogical consultant, and I work with the Pearson Partnership Program, which oversees the entrepreneurship initiatives, as well as GOAL, as well as... um, ACGC, which is having the students get a glimpse into their futures at an early age, starting in elementary cycle three. Yeah, and that's something that we collaborate on often, right? A lot with mini career days, yes. Yes, and we're going to talk about that, right? And um, so in your role at the board, um, what do you find the um, easiest part or your favorite part and then the most challenging part? I love working with the schools. I love working with the students and the teachers and the support staff and the admin. Um, I find everybody is so creative and uh, it it just, I I have a marketing background. So I kind of bring that business background to the classroom, which I think is a lot of fun. The teachers and and students seem to really enjoy that. And uh, challenging wise, we have a lot of schools and you're always wanting to get into as many schools as you can. The year passes quickly when we do all these different projects and sometimes you, you wish you had more time. Yeah, and it seems to me that as we build momentum, I guess that we're in momentum time right now in November, but um, it seems to me that all of a sudden the career dates start, they start uh, mounting one after another, one after another, one after another. And so can you just tell us a little bit about what career day is, and maybe some schools listening might want to um, might want to take part. Sure. Well, like I said, it fits with the new program from the ministry called ACGC, which is Academic and Guidance Oriented Approach. But it's also a a great way to do authentic learning in the classroom. What better way to show students what might be ahead of them in their future is to have them meet people who are experts in their field doing their jobs. So what I do with the students is a skills workshop first, just to have them understand the different careers that they might be interested in. They fill out a short survey. And also I tell them that the skills from their, their soft skills are just as important as their academics. It's very important to do well in school, but also you're at your, skills, I call them skills from the heart, like your listening skills, your communication skills, your character, respect for others, those kind of skills will drive you in your career. So once we get all the surveys back from the kids, they tell us basically, they often have surprises about careers that they didn't know they might be interested in. So what we do is we invite guests into the classroom to talk about their career so that the students have something to aspire to. And Frank, with your background and your wealth of knowledge in in the arts and fashion and working with the troubled youth and adults and that kind of thing. I've had you speak on many, many different topics to the kids. There's a lot lot that we collaborate on. It's really funny because I never know what I'm going to be speaking about. I mean, mostly it's been the arts, but I've done Greek mythology, LGBTQ rights, 
I've done um, design, I've, which is really one of my favorites. And and so when the, and photography, which is another one that I, I get to do. Um, so okay. it's really interesting. And then how do you go about getting other people, the other people that come in? Because essentially what happens is we all meet up in the morning um, and we have like, uh, these like mini kind of classes that go on. They're very short. I always want them to be longer, but uh, they're like 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And the kids get to pick your brain a little bit about what you do for your career, how you got there, what kind of education you had. So I find it's really interesting that they, the questions that they come up with, but yeah, how do you get the other professionals to come in? Like, what do you have to go through to get that happen? That's through the Pearson Partnership Program. I have a bank of partners that we work with, and uh, basically we have about 250 community partners that work with us. They love doing this kind of thing with the students. They love to come in. I mean, the students are our future, right? So they love to share their knowledge. And I often think a great example is um, many of the students in grade five and six, they want to be, we do these workshops, by the way, and starting in grade five and six. And many of them want to be vets when they're in grade five and six. And they learn that maybe they might, want to work in wildlife biology you know who's taking care of the birds you know in our in our nature and who's taking care of the squirrels and that kind of thing there's many jobs in those areas that they might have as well as something like marketing they are business they know that when they do the survey they answer questions and they know that accounting for example numeracy is part of it is part of a business but there's also marketing where they can actually come up with a product idea in, in their job in the future, which they think is very cool, or be an entrepreneur. So there's all kinds of different things happening in those career workshops. And I know, Frank, for an example is when you were doing a workshop on fashion and all of a sudden women's rights came into it and what are women's rights in fashion? And you had a whole workshop and they invited you back to the school to talk about this because this is what the kids are interested in. They wanna know how they can take action and help. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm like I said earlier, uh, I'm always fascinated by their questions. And then you get into discussions with them. And it's really it, it has everything to do with the, you know, the curriculum and then nothing to do with it. Right. Because uh, the kids go on their own little uh, pathway into something and they ask these uh, really brilliant questions. And yeah, that did, that did happen. I was asked to come and do one thing and it turned into something else. And then I got to go back to see at uh i guess they have they have a fair and they set up booths and then they talk about what what their what their focus the was taken, yes yeah and then you go in there and they're so they're always very happy when the the presenters come back and they see them actually at the end of their um their project and then you go in and then they're all set up they all have a they script themselves they have uh, displays about the topics and then you go up and you can actually ask them about the topic and then they they each speak to you about whatever that was and and again you know like it, whether it was design or fashion i've done art with them and uh you know women's rights which then turned into lgbtq rights which was a surprise to me actually um how it, it transitioned into that discussion and uh, they did a wonderful presentation on it. And I thought, I was like, wow, this is so advanced. And you see them pedagogically moving in such cool directions that you don't yeah. expect. You just don't expect it. And then they come up with these great um, projects, which I think a lot of learning happens, right? So there's a lot of critical thinking going on. There's a lot of um, activity. And they they collaborate. They put each other into different roles. And then they, they make these wonderful presentations. And the parents get to come and see them as well. I think they have a special uh, designated time for parents to come. Uh, right. 
we always get first crack, right? We get to go see it a little bit earlier in the day. I, right. think, we're, I think we're the practice run, but uh, but it's quite wonderful. But they really get to, that's the soft skills that I was speaking about, like the creativity and critical thinking. It's They really put that into action when they do their presentations at their summit, their symposiums. Yeah. And uh, it's fantastic. And, and I say that they get to show off their creativity. And that's so important because a lot of kids don't realize how creative they really are. Yeah. And that's my thing, right? That's uh, my whole thing is about teaching that. So can you can you tell me, like, let's say um, let's say one of the elementary schools has never done a career, uh, a career day. Uh, like, how do they get in touch with you? Like, how would they how would they get this started? Like, can you explain to our listeners, like, how, how does well, one get started? If you're a teacher or a principal or somebody who wants to get something done like this, how do you go about that? So I do a lot of workshops in schools on the Pearson Partnership Program and the advantages of having these guests in their classrooms. And uh, like you said, whether they do a IBO symposium or a mini career day or an entrepreneurship project, the partners are always glad to come in. So the principal can just email me, call me, or uh, the teachers often do as well. I'm in the schools quite often, so I have a quite a good relationship in most of our schools. But if there's any schools that I can help, I'm always pleased to to get out to the schools and uh, and do these type of projects. Yeah, and we're getting ready to do one at Children's World Academy. That's right, for their IBO symposium, yeah. Yeah, with Guy Walker. So uh, he's another person who helps coordinate and really is a big uh, supporter of this kind of uh, teaching, learning, exchanging uh, ideas with. So I'm excited to do that one too. Um, Again, it's very authentic learning. Yeah. Can, the, kids come up, the kids come up with the actions that they want to take to solve problems. And um, according to what actions they want to take, they invite the guests in to speak about different subjects. So, like I said, Frank, you've spoken on the arts, you've spoken on anti bullying, creativity, fashion. Yeah, correct. everything. I think I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I, I love it because I'm, I, you never know as a presenter, or as somebody who comes in, you don't know what's going to happen. And it really, it really gets you thinking and uh, they come in, you're, you're, you're put in a room and they come in like uh, one group at a time comes in and they have about 20 minutes to a half hour and they ask you all these questions, they take notes and, uh, and then, you know, then they go to the next speaker and they go, they just kind of go around the, the building and, and find out a little bit more about different topics, different subjects. And, and so when, when you do that, like people can get in touch with you to kind of create this if they want it at their schools. How many speakers on average would you say would come to a school? At the same time for a career day, yeah. I would say around six, around six speakers. Good. And interestingly enough, um, the pandemic really changed everything because I wasn't sure how this would all work during the pandemic, having our career days. But everybody hopped onto Zoom. And uh, it worked very well. People could, could, one thing about Zoom, you can Zoom in from anywhere, right? Some people Zoomed in from Vancouver, even Europe a couple of times. And uh, we mostly do them in the classroom now, back to the classroom. But if they want to do it on Zoom, that's still an option. That's great. I mean, it's just so much fun. I'm looking forward to them. I know that there's some coming up and I know that you all of a sudden in the hallway, you might pass me and say, hey, don't forget about that one. And hey, are you available for this one? And so and by the end of the year, you end up doing six of them or seven of them or something, but it's a lot of fun. And so anybody who gets asked by Nancy, please just give it a shot. It's it's so much fun to do. And, and Nancy, you also and we've worked a lot on entrepreneurship uh, yes. projects. Can you tell um, tell the listeners a little bit about that and that initiative that you head up and, and you know, have always been, as far as I know, you've been the person in charge of that one. Um, and we do projects in schools about that. Can you explain that program for us? 
The entrepreneurship program is a program by the Ministry of Education, which offers not only the students a chance to do their entrepreneurship projects, but also to, to get funding for the school, which is pretty awesome. So it gives, uh, I love the expression, don't ask a student what they want to be when they grow up, but ask them what problem they want to solve. Our students are problem solvers, and I believe that every student, no matter how academically um, inclined they are, if they're interested in their project, they're going to be very interested in, uh, in pursuing an action on it. They can create a product, a service, or an event, and... Um, they come up with amazing ideas. It gives them a chance to take action on solving problems. Now, can you just speak to the fact about the funding? Because I think that's always, that's one that motivates the teachers sometimes, right? But there is funding available for these projects. How does it start off? Like how, how what are they? Because I know there's different volets that they get, right? So right. We had about 550 this? projects last year uh, that were submitted by Lester B, the most in the province. And basically they get $500 per project if they meet the criteria. Some of the projects that we've worked on together, right? I or that when so, sometimes we're at, we're at a school and we're actually judging, we get to judge some of the projects as they're developing, and we get to give them feedback as they're developing these projects. But like some of them were just as simple as movie night at the school, which is comes under the the service, right? So they're they're right. providing a service for the rest of the community. Um, other things are like uh, they created safe water stations in the school so that kids could have clean drinking water and they educated about water, which I'm always up for. Uh, I mean, there's just so many projects. They had your cat condominium uh, project. You remember that? It could one? be an event. It could be an event as well. The cat condominium was unbelievable. It went to CBC uh, television yeah. across the, across the country. Um, and they can do like uh, events like um, I know one of our high schools had an anxiety workshop for the whole school because that's something that people don't always talk about, but they feel the anxiety. And so the kids put on the symposium, which was fantastic. They come up with amazing ideas. It allows them to take action and to really feel like they're doing something special for the their school community and, and globally. Yeah, so the teacher gets together, they they sign on with you, they 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 propose a project, the kids do some brainstorming, which I've been on those sessions with you, where the kids brainstorm, and after the brainstorming, we put it all on paper, and then it's into a proposal, and then it goes in the project. And, we, and you said earlier, how many projects again did we have last year? We had 550 projects last year, which is the most in the province. That's incredible. That's incredible. It's, it it's, like it's, it's like a spirit that we're building. Yeah, it's a different they do it. They really get into it, and they really, whether it's environment or uh, something that's lacking. I know that they, uh, you know, they've even done medical things where students had issues. Um, there's been um, things for seniors uh, where they just do a, a card writing campaign during the holidays, where they just write cards and bring them to a, a home, a resident for seniors, and uh, you know, uplifts their spirits. So they are, like you said, they're taking action as they're being educated and they're becoming more part of their communities through that, that kind and of And they thing. learn through this too. Like I said, it can be something like a sock collection. And they learn, for example, that the, what the homeless need is more than anything else is socks, which surprises a lot of people because you would think that they might need jackets or food vouchers, that kind of thing. But apparently they get that quite easily. But socks they really need and they should be white so that if they have any infections or whatever when they're on the streets, um, that they can see and go to the emergency. Yeah, so th so that's that was a big one. I remember that too, where they did a sock drive, and so then I mean they got just got. I mean, if every every student brought in an extra pair of socks, that's quite a bit bunch of socks to give out and donate. So these initiatives are really great through the entrepreneurship program that you head up. Right. 
And it's been it's been a wonderful experience for me being part of that with you. If you, I often think of you, Frank, whenever I'm in the school and I know what you're doing, I tell the teachers about it as well. And I know you tell them about the entrepreneurship. So yeah, we work together that way. Yeah, I know we, we keep yeah. each other quite busy. <laughs> yeah, it's a very busy time. And I yeah. find that once this time of year comes, the end of the year, it comes quickly too. I want to go back one second, because uh, can you talk about the amounts of money that an entrepreneurship program of uh, a project could get uh, potentially? Right. And there's no limit per school. Some schools have up to, you know, 50 grants that go in some of the high schools. Um, it's basically $500 per project. That's the Volley 1. The Volley 2, the schools get, elementary schools get $3,000 for having the spirit. All they have to do is one project, submit one project to the OS Entrepreneur. And the high schools get 5000 in the adult centers. That's incredible. So that's, that's a, a lot really of money. Good, yeah. A lot of money for them to get started on various projects they have in the schools and i've been to the gala a few times uh i know that you we used to have one at the board but i've been to where the they give the awards out uh it's usually at an off-site yeah that's that's really it's really a lot of fun and the students get to go along on that this the, like a group that might have won uh, notoriety for their project in in you know across the province they get called up and they they get to go to a lunch uh, or an activity and then they're on stage and they talk about their project so it's really cool that those initiatives. Right. There's, two, there's two parts to the project to the entrepreneurship projects one is the contest which is when they submit their projects they're entered into the contest and they're judged and they can win at the regional level they can win at the local level to start, then go on to regionals, and then go on to provincials. We've had one winning project at the provincial level where we went to Quebec City with Beaconsfield High School back in, I think it was 2014. And they that's the only time that we've the, an English school board has gone to the uh, provincials. So that was very exciting. And then there's the funding part, which is the $500 and the um, $3,000 and $5,000. But and you, get to, you get to... Uh... You get to uh, distribute that, which is fun. I know about that a bit. Um, I mean, like all of these things, like in the end, Nancy, what do you, what do you see overall as the thing that you love the most about what you're doing in in this respect? I think I love when I see that students are excited and teachers are excited and even the principals too. I, I think everybody enjoys seeing their students succeed like this and every student can succeed when it comes to authentic learning. Every yeah, student. It, it's the most authentic thing I, I've seen. Uh, when I'm and it allows, them. like I said, I often talk about those soft skills and I call them the skills from the heart. And sometimes we don't think we have those creativity skills and communication. And I've seen kids that didn't necessarily do that well academically, but when they're put in a leadership role, they just thrive. Yeah. Just and they, it's another skill set, like you said, that we need and we need to celebrate. So students who, uh, you know, uh, can keep going forward and keep these ideas at the forefront. And I like how it, it really evolves, like the projects continually get more involved with taking care of community, taking care of their school community, taking care of, you know, maybe a student who has an illness, they come up with a, a, an amazing idea for a fundraiser or, you know, so the, it's really quite um, a human experience to, to witness. And there's a lot of, and there's a lot of um, marketing in it too. They get to name their project and they get to, you've taught them in many cases how to do logos for their project and artwork and that kind of thing. So it's really very cross-curricular. They do a lot of, they use a lot of their skills in these projects. I'll never forget too, just getting back to the career days. This is one of my most memorable questions that I ever had from a student was when he said to me after a career day and he had met a mechanic and he'd met a doctor and he'd met a lawyer and a veterinarian and several others. And he said to me, why is a, 
mechanic, not a doctor. And I thought, I think I know where you're coming with this, but tell me what you mean. And he said, well, a doctor helps sick people and a vet helps sick animals, but a mechanic has to fix cars to make sure they're safe for families to go in or airplanes to fly. So why are they not a doctor? And I thought, how profound. What a great question. Yeah, well, the, that's the critical thinking part, right? They're they're really opening up their thoughts and uh, and exploring. And it's, and it's through these projects. I, uh, it's, it's just wonderful that you get to... Uh, create this with the schools? Well, and I, one thing that's important, we work very closely with our vocational centers, and I think also it taps into how important a mechanic is a vocational program, but there's a lot of engineers, for example, that do their engineering degree and go back and become a mechanic because they have the hands-on. To all your credit, I mean, you, you put these things together like it, you make it look easy. So it's a lot of fun. Well, it's, it's fun it's, working with you. It's been fun. We have a lot of jokes too on the side, which we don't we don't put on the podcast. But uh, you guys do. All the presenters do makes it fun for me and and fun for the schools, and they know you so well, Frank. You're in so many schools doing so many wonderful things. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep going. Yeah, but it, it, it's a collaboration. Make no mistake. I mean, it, I wouldn't be in those schools if it wasn't for you. Um, you know, uh, inviting me and inviting all the other people that get to help these students move forward in their education. So, I mean, it's just well, fun think, to work with you, Nance. It's just fun. You too. And I think one of the things that we really all believe in in ESD is authentic learning. So we're always striving to do projects that will really allow the kids to be authentic in their learning and to uh, to, to use the skills that they have. So it's it's always a pleasure to work with you, Frank. It's fantastic. Thanks, Thanks for all so you do. Much, Thanks, Thanks for coming for in today. I, I just I wanted to take a, a moment because I know there's a lot of career days coming and there's a lot of entrepreneurship projects coming. And I just want to give you your due here on the podcast and make sure people know about these projects because I think there's a lot of new teachers that could really benefit from working with you and schools who haven't done it. I think that they should really turn on and maybe think about doing an entrepreneurship project or hosting a career day with you. And I can't, uh, I can't say enough about you, Nancy. And, uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. I can't wait to do see what we do this year for Career Day. And uh, you know, if anybody get on your running shoes, Frank, get on your uh, running shoes. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> get on your running shoes. When I see Nancy in the hallway, I, I have to. Here it comes. Here it comes. She's gonna ask. But uh, it's it's really fun. It's, it's just uh, I do as much as I can with you because it's it always is. Um, you leave and you usually feel like you've done something really worthwhile in your day. So it's it's a wonderful thing to do. And uh, and I hope we continue, Nance. I hope uh, I hope the school board and the kids and everybody and the teachers get behind all these pro projects and, and keep us busy. Thank you, Frank. It's such a pleasure to work with you. Have a great day. Thank thanks, you, Nance. Thanks for thanks coming. For all you do. Thanks for all you do for us. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. This podcast made possible by the Educational Service Department at Lester B. Pearson School Board. Please find the blank canvas on Apple Music and Spotify and wherever else you download your podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.